All right, hey folks, welcome to the three-way theater podcast. I would say we're two for three for all right movies. I would two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, I would put Body, body Slam at the low. End oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. The worst I, movie so far. We all agree. I thought that was established. Yeah, two out no. of three movies we liked. The one we didn't was Body Slam. Are we on Twitter? Yeah, we, we've already yeah, established yeah, yeah. that already we're on Twitter. That, Jake. Do we? Yep. Mm-hmm. At three-way theater. We are eating up a lot of valuable time. We could be talking about this fantastic movie. Great segue, Jake. So we're going to dive right in to the beauty and wonder that is Russell Madness. Russell Madness. Aww. Lost his hind leg. What? And uh, died in his sleep. Oh! Oh, at least he died in his sleep. That's sweet. That's Way sweet. to bring this podcast Man. down. And this hundreds of years old monkey. How long do monkeys live? Eight years? Eight <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Yeah, no. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need this. Pause Hold on. Podcast. Pause. 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 Cast. All right, I'll turn it off. Okay. What? What? You had hey. a peacock. As an imaginary friend. My imaginary friend was a peacock. What was his name? Mr. Peacock. <laughs> I do not believe you can ask my mom. <laughs> She'll tell you that. Like, I don't see what's so crazy about this. Leap down, leap dog. Uh, leap, dog. <laughs> leap dog. Leap <laughs> dog. Check us out every Sunday at 11 p.m. In Craigslist, where we're looking for wrestlers. Yes, and as always, I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjack. And I'm JC. And this has been the, the Three Way Theater. Hey folks, welcome to the three-way theater podcast. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjake. And I'm JC. And we watch wrestling movies. Um, wrestling movies we expect to be bad, and I think uh, we're pleasant, pleasantly surprised. I mean, out of the three podcasts we've done so far, including this one, I would say we're two for three for all right movies. I would two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. I would put Body, body Slam at the low end. Oh, absolutely. The, 100%. The worst I, movie so far. We all agree. I thought that was established. Yeah, two out no. of three movies we liked. The one we didn't was Body Slam. We, oh. we started this podcast on a very angry note. We did. Although, if you ask people about their favorite professional wrestling movies, most people will put Body Slam on the list. But, but I think that's because they have just real negligence towards the other catalog of wrestling movies that are out there. But I think the thing was, we all went into Body Slam with high expectations because we loved the movie growing up. Growing and up. And high. And, yes. well, yeah. Very high expectations. Very high expectations. And 
we we watch it as adults and it's just absolutely awful. Right, exactly. So well, I think it's the people awful because I mean I, what I want to say is that I love bad movies. I'm a huge fan of B movies like these like B movie cinema and B movie with Jerry Seinfeld, very yeah. good. But like I'm a huge fan of awful movies. Body Slam was difficult to watch. I had such a hard time just getting through it. It was frustrating at times. Because absolutely. As a fan of logic, it, it baffled me. There was absolutely zero logic and zero payoff in a lot of senses. Exactly. And then we follow that up with Grunt, the wrestling movie, which I think we were all shocked at how much we loved it. I didn't think we didn't have high expectations for Grunt, the wrestling movie, and it, it completely uh, it surprised me in many ways. Yeah, I loved Grunt, and I will watch Grunt again, honestly. I'd watch Grunt again. The music was something that I loved, the, the, the fake documentary aspect of it. It was just a great movie. It was just so a fun watch. if you haven't listened to our second podcast or the first podcast, and you're just listening to us for the first time, where can you head over and listen to us uh, anytime, JC? Anytime. Right now, we're we're uh, taking up shop at Podomatic. Uh, good, our good old friends there at Podomatic. Podomatic. love Podomatic. Oh, yeah, no, they're favorite. great. So, threewaytheater.podomatic.com. Uh-huh. And you can listen to our entire catalog of episodes. All three of them. Exactly. You can also catch us on Facebook. YouTube, we're on the Twitter, on the Twitter machine. All right. Oh, this this episode may not be on YouTube. Yeah. So unfortunately, even yeah. Here's the thing: <laughs> putting together the video podcast for last episode, even showing a second of clip of uh, Russell Madness, right, had us uh, flagged on YouTube. The very end of the podcast yeah. that we were promoting this episode we're doing right now got flagged for copywritten content. Which, I mean, really, we're giving them free press. We are telling them how much we enjoyed this Hey, movie. you know what? It's our second uh, podcast, and we've already been flagged. So I'd say we're doing something right, fellas. I mean, we were flagged in the first episode. Somebody's too. watching it. I mean, it's copyrighted content. We don't need to be special. To shh, just, shh, 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 oh. We are special. We are special. Everything we do out there is special, brother. So in addition to all of our great social media houses, you can also listen to us Sunday nights at 11 p.m. on hoobazoo.com. That's right. The booth. And I is are we anywhere else? Are we... Are we on um, Twitter? Yeah, we, we've already we established that we're on Twitter. Do we? Yep. Mm-hmm. At Three Way Theater. Mm-hmm. Well, we are eating up a lot of valuable time. We could be talking about this fantastic movie. Great segue, Jake. So we're going to dive right in to the beauty and wonder that is Russell Madness. Russell Madness. So I'm going to give you a quick synopsis of this movie. All right. When a man inherits his grandfather's arena... He and his family try to restore the family wrestling business with the help of a talking monkey and their star attraction, a wrestling dog. All right. All right. That is a very that, brief synopsis. It's yeah, a very really, brief synopsis. <laughs> I was expecting more. Now, it is an Airbud movie. However, no Airbud to be found. Correct. Which is very disappointing. I was hoping for a cameo. I, um, oh, that would have been nice. I because actually, Air, Air Bud is a golden retriever. Yes. And Russell Madness is a, uh, a Jack Russell Terrier. Now, there were five Air Bud movies where he Five? Played with, the origi- with the golden retriever character. Okay. Uh, there was the first Air Bud movie, Basketball Plane. Of course. Right, of course. Now, I want to give you guys the follow-up sports, and I want to see if you guys can name the pun... Subtitle. Now, are these all also directed by the same director who has done 
an entire catalog of animal-related movies. Robert Vince, who Robert Vince, eighteen movies <laughs> with a monkey or a dog, or in this case, monkeys and, and dogs. dogs. It was bound to happen eventually to bring the universe together with all animals. Homeward bound, if you will. Oh yeah. Okay, Aww. so we, what do you want us to do? No, okay, I got it. He want he's gonna tell us the sport. And we've got to come up with the punny title. That they that they had for the movie. Can we have an example of one? Well, Air okay, Bud. I'll give you the Air Bud doesn't have a title. Okay, it doesn't I'll, have give, a... I'll, I'll give you the second one because I feel like that's the most well known. His that was the football the football Air Bud was Golden Receiver. Okay, <laughs> uh, was that a real laugh? <laughs> it was a real laugh. Oh my god! I love it. It's only getting better. All right. Okay. okay. Are we going in chronological order? Yes, or are you just this picking? Is, this okay. Is the release. All right. Okay. The next one would be World. Um, I just almost gave away the, the the title. It's soccer. World Pup. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Totally gave that one away. Good one. <laughs> the next one is baseball. Um. Oh man. Can you give us a hint? Mm-hmm. Um. Um. He's uh, in the dugout. Ooh, that is that's a great guess. And can um, I just uh, say? The real dog was trained in basketball, in soccer, Aww. in hockey. Wait, really? In baseball. Legit? Yes. I don't believe this at all. What, what, what do you mean? He, the dog is he more athletic than us. On? The, uh, the dog puts skates on. Well, I think he would just hold the, the stick in his mouth. No. Oh, as dogs adorable. tend to do. It's adorable. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tap out. What is it? I'm not sure. Seventh inning fetch. Oh! And then finally, <laughs> okay, volleyball. Um, this one's a stretch, though. So, it's it's dog-ish. But... Volley tail? No, no, no. I'm thinking like dog days of summer or something like that. It's, uh, something. Spikes back. Oh, right. the dog is spike. Yeah, the dog would be Airbud. Wait, so that would mean that if he's back, then this is his first movie. The dog don't, body. Don't, don't think too much the, about it. The dog body. Was actually found in the Sierra Nevada mountains in 1988 as a stray. They just found him. He was a stray dog. The I... guy that found him trained him to play baseball, soccer, <laughs> hockey, football, <laughs> basketball, and chess. What <laughs> chess? What? He was on David Letterman's Stupid Pet Tricks. He made an appearance on Full House, and you may remember him as Comet the Dog on Full House. Oh wow. my god. All right. I would also like to see him in the chess movies with his uh, name being Checkers. Okay. I can get behind that. <laughs> would he be the president's dog? Yeah. It's a, it's a period piece. I'm just grateful that these movies don't have the same um, like backstage turmoil like a Milo and Otis. Oh, really? Oh, man. Although, uh, in a sad That's rough. note. I, I know. On a sad note, in 1998, uh, Buddy the Doug. Oh, um, developed cancer, Aww. lost his hind leg, what? and uh, died in his sleep. Oh! Oh, at least he died in his sleep. That's sweet. That's Way sweet. to bring this podcast Man. down. But on a positive note, director Robert Vince uh, directed such movies as MVP, Most oh. Valuable Primate. Uh-huh. With, uh, with uh, Matt LeBlanc. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. MVP 2, Most Vertical Primate. Oh, is that like a snowboard one? That is the snowboard. Yes! Uh, MXP, Most Extreme Primate. Extreme oh. Sports? Uh, Rollerblading? He was, uh, I was, I believe, was skateboarding. Oh, awesome. All right, all right. And then he was also directed Spy Mate, a spy monkey in the tuxedo. <laughs> Sounds adorable. <laughs> and 
not a lot of names in this movie. You have a couple, but easily the biggest name in this movie is Crystal the Monkey. The monkey in this movie... The star of the show. ...was in the movies George of the Jungle, both Dr. Doolittle movies, Hmm. as the drunken monkey. American Pie, that was the monkey that was with Blink-182. Yes! All of the Ned at the Museum movies, The Hangover Part 2, The Zookeeper, and We Bought a Zoo. This is a pretty famous monkey. Dr. Ken Jeong said, she's not a monkey, she's an actor, and possibly the best I've ever worked with. This actor has more credits than John <laughs> Morrison. Dr. Ken Jeong. Ken Dr. On, Ken. He hosted Monday Night Raw, he was in The Hangover. Oh, gee, okay, alright. The Asian that's in every movie. Yeah, okay. I get you. How, how far are we into this? Because we have a lot to talk well, about. Well, listen, I'm just saying right now that we could create an entire other podcast of just sports animal movies. Like animal sport movies. Pass. I'm uh, just saying. Pass. I'm just saying. We Kim- could easily. And Dunstan checks in. Oh. Classic. Classic. I mean, I ha- I'll be honest. I haven't seen those other. I have seen MVP. But uh, <laughs> I, I can say that I have not seen the other Air Bud movies. Um, so I wasn't really familiar with the universe. That's some fun facts right there. I like thank that. you. Thank you. And, uh, and this Air Bud movie stars a Jack Russell Terrier. Which makes sense since the lead character is Russell. Yes. Although it could have also been named Jack. Yes. But why would yeah, why would you name of Jack Russell Terrier Russell when he's in a giant kennel full of other Jack Russell Terriers? That is very true. It's very confusing. Unless they're all named Russell. Well, well, no, that sense. would be more confusing. No. Yeah, because they they keep picking up the one Russell, Jack Russell Terrier, that pisses in their face. Right, right. Uh, the one that can't be adopted because he pisses in kids' faces. So within the first five minutes of this movie, a little girl has gotten pissed in the face. That's true, and one of the first things I wrote down was the awkwardly weird piss trajectory <laughs> that, right. that this dog made toward any... like. So if, if a kid picks him up, he's shooting it right yeah. in the face. If this is an impossibility. A grown man is holding him now, and he still has a way to just shoot it right up. I mean, we made JFK comparisons in <laughs> Grunt the Wrestling movie, I think... <laughs> That the same comparisons could be made for Russell Madness. So, Russell Madness, can we talk about the title for a second? Okay. That's not supposed to be the title. No, I think we, I mean, at least Jake and I were in complete agreement that this movie was definitely originally titled WrestleMania and received a cease and desist from the WWE. But we don't know that for sure. We don't know that for sure. I wasn't able to find anything on it. This is all speculation. Please don't sue us. You know, please. Um, A good fact for your case would be just the title, uh, not the, the title, but the logo, which is actually a WrestleMania the WrestleMania logo. logo with WrestleMania font, mm-hmm. and same logo and it's, everything. It's WrestleMania star, I believe. Yeah, it act- yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's very clearly designed to be like the WrestleMania logo, and I'm I'm quite sure Jerry McDevitt sent a cease and desist to the producers because this movie. I'm also going to say that they did some work in post, changing some of the shirts around because I believe some of the shirts definitely said WrestleMania and were changed to WrestleManiac. Uh, yeah. Same thing with the lyrics the to one of the songs. So I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that this was originally. A straight up wrestle Russell mania right here on the conspiracy podcast <laughs> on hoopazoo.com. also it's it's really sad at the very beginning Russell is literally the only dog not adopted out of that kennel you know I was going to feel bad about that but one thing I'm gonna say is that 10 seconds into the movie they already spoiled it for us and they actually told us what would happen in this movie why by you know again spoiler alert everybody. 
the opening of this movie shows a, a grown man wrestling champion with his tag team championship partner, exactly. a Jack Russell Terrier, and something and it's almost a, it's told in flashback at that point yes and telling the story of what happened so we already know it's going to be a happy ending spoiler alert they're all happy right everything works out for the best including a 150 year old monkey that's and it goes to a point i want to make later on that this movie can't commit to being too sad for any long amount of time no, they they. You well, know, it's, because, a, it's a kids movie. Listen, I get I, that. no, no. I'm gonna stop you right there because if you were a kid from the '80s, Mike Pava, uh, you I know, am. you know that when we went to a movie and it was from the '80s, they tortured you as a kid. When our tax sunk in the sadness swamp. <laughs> In the never-ending story. Never-ending story. Uh, American Tale was uh, brutal. Oh, man. Final. It was brutal. I still get an anxiety attack every time I watch Willy Wonka when I see them floating up after drinking fizzy lifting drink. Every time. Like, the 80s were harsh for many reasons, but they did not pull punches when it came to kids' movies. I agree. But And that's why I'm going to say the pussification of America, because now in, in a fucking Air Bud movie, you have to be like, things are only bad for about... Two and a half minutes before we gotta lighten the mood back up again. Pussification's like, I mean, also guys- the cat spinoff of Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you want? I want. What What do you want? I think that those torturous kids movies helped make me a better person. Uh huh. And I think that kids need to toughen up a little bit. All right. Yeah, they're not tough enough, if you will. Fucking shots fired. I'm putting you on blast, kids. <laughs> Grow up. And don't listen to our podcast. Yeah, it's, not it's for 11 you. o'clock. You should be in bed. Go to bed. No, no, wait. We shouldn't be telling them to go. To keep listening. Download it and listen to it in the morning. Adult. Download it on your iPad, six year old that shouldn't have a goddamn iPad. You and you can listen to it on the bus and it'll be cool. And tell all your friends about on it. On whobuszoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I also need to make mention of the fact that I love the cast of this movie. Beyond the awesome animal actors, and I'm not talking about the goddamn family, I'm talking <laughs> about. Fred Willard, an amazing improv comic. So hilarious. Um, I feel like it's a take on... Uh, what uh, would best it, in Show? Best yeah, in well, show, it's definitely. Christopher Guest. Absolutely. How many, how many movies has he done that well, character most, in? And it's been more than yeah, this I mean, one. And all the Christopher Guest movies, Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, things like that. He was also the announcer in the Pitch Perfect movies. That's right. Like, You're he's, right. He's really good at this one character. But I'm like, I saw him in the credits. I'm like, Fred fucking Will, are you kidding That's right. me? It's awesome. And also, uh, his partner in this movie, his name, his real name is uh, Charles Robinson. <laughs> okay. Not, not Lil the Nate. Charles Not Robinson. Lil Nate. Well, I, I feel Leslie like Uggams. so. I feel like he was a last-minute substitute. I feel like they were trying to get the dad from "There's Something About Mary." Okay, like, okay. Oh, she's a fine piece of work. Fine piece of ass too. Oh, but uh, John Ratzenberger's in this movie. Another great casting choice, in my opinion. Love Cliff Claiborne. You know, I love their chemistry together, and I love their chemistry together, and I also love. Uh, I love having. I love John- our chemistry together, guys. Aww. Aww. I'm okay with it. Oh, I really right. love the chemistry between the two of us. I love chemistry and making meth. <laughs> anyway, right. so I also love the fact that John Morrison, or John Hennigan, uh, Johnny Mundo is in this movie. Like, I just love the peripheral characters that they brought in for this. You can't tell me if you were a kid you wouldn't love this fucking movie. I, did I say that? No, but you're making it seem like if, you know, the... the the pussification of America. I, I love this movie now. And I'm, I would love it even I'm more as a kid. I'm not saying that I did not love this movie. I, however, what do you I, want? Blood and guts? I want. We got that with Grunt. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, what I want There wasn't is... enough decapitations for you in this movie? Well, I, there could have been a couple. I'm just saying Dog that decapitations. Listen, I love this movie. I really, really enjoyed it. But I'm there's something to be said with the way this movie's presented, where everything is sunshines and rainbows, when there's a lot of adult themes that are, are trying to push through that they don't explore. That's all I'm saying. I will say, they tell a great story, though. It's almost an allegory of the McMahon taking over the territories, which I really dig as far as oh, yeah. well, stories go. And, and I love uh, the idea that Ferraro's wrestling is, a, to me, a throwback of like Jack Witchie's right, arena. Right, right. I was thinking very AWA feeling. AWA, the Sportatorium in Texas. But it takes place in Portland, Oregon. Portland, the great uh, wrestling family from Portland, Oregon. The Ferraro you know wrestling. Roddy Piper right. could have wrestled there in the 80s if Billy it was Billy Jack Haynes. Any of those guys. However, it is a boxing ring when you cut it in. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not great. Also, even with the talking dog, uh, the empty arena still left in pretty pristine condition, all things considered, after not being touched yeah, for 30 yeah. years. And so was the monkey. Well, Dude, we're going to get to the monkey. This but, monkey is insane. But just this this pretty well-kept arena, 30 years untouched, uh, just flip the, the lights on. Yeah, and, lights still work. As the father describes it, mid-century Guido... Is that offensive? Yes. Is that yes, offensive? We ask this question every episode. <laughs> is, that is, that, is that racist? Yes. Is that offensive? The answer yeah. is usually The answer is always yes. yes. Um, now, the stipulation is they need to turn a profit in one year, and then they can sell the building. Well, yeah, so Rich, they, yeah, they wanted to flip it. Well, the best part is that the, the dad wants to flip it. Right. The mom is super psyched to have a wrestling arena, and she's like the most positive, excited like I've I've been you know the women that come into wrestling are very far and few between but this woman actually seems to really dig the idea of wrestling in general and that's a red you know, flag huge red, red flag, flag. <laughs> divorce her right now she's Run. a rat. she's taking the business but it was just uh, they it, uprooted the family from San Diego right and, and it's a huge gamble huge gamble but she's pretty positive about it she can make it work and once she sees that broken down sewing machine. She's like, oh, I've been waiting for something like this. Well, and then when she sees the little monkey costume and goes, huh, this must have been a tiny wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you want, do you want to talk about the monkey? I, 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 I want to talk about one thing first. You have the father we said that came in and said he wanted to flip it. But he, well, wasn't he that was younger and was around this when he was a kid? Yes. And so, so like this, he has attachment to this. Well, and he was still ready to but just... But he left. Right. Wait, no, well, his father left. It was the, it was the grandfather, Maximilian. Right. It was his grandfather. And then after... Oh, so that's his great... great. So that for young Max... Yes, that's, that's his, his great, great grandfather. grandfather. Right. Okay. That actually connects a few bits of, to the story for me. Okay. Yeah, because, um, yeah, he had the little action figure that the real maniac gave him. And then to he, which I had this, this kind of low-level theory that, that maybe... The grandfather's soul has inhabited the action figure. Uh, I would 100% right. agree with that because if you notice throughout the movie, the action figure is reacting with the monkey. Yes, exactly. And the monkey insists on the action figure being talked to like right. a real so person. He talks to the, the monkey talks to the action figure. And, and also does the Jack Russell Terrier. And when the mom says specifically, I still feel like your grandpa is here. Yes. In the very beginning of the movie... She, when the mom finds the the uh, action figure, we are led to believe that maybe the monkey left it there. Yeah, right. Okay. But now I'm thinking. But now yeah. maybe, hey, maybe it's the spirit of yes. the grandfather in there yeah. that 
I 100%. That's okay. been my... Like, at first, before like we got the backstory on the monkey, I was almost going to say that the monkey was being inhabited by the grandfather. Mm-hmm. But once we learned the, the real backstory for the monkey, I, I took it that it has to be the action figure. There's something more going on with that figure. And again, in a movie with a talking dog and a talking monkey, it's not that preposterous. I would... I think that's... It's an underlying concept that they never really get into, but I 100%, I 100% believe that's the case. But beyond the fact that we did learn that there was some scientific experiments done on the monkey originally, I am also positing the fact that maybe all reincarnated people are reincarnated into animals. Okay. In this universe. In this universe. Okay. Not, not, I'm not saying... Well, not only animals, but apparently... In action figures. Fi- inanimate right. figures. Inanimate Which, objects. Maybe this is also the universe that Toy Story's in. Maybe that's oh. where the Toy Story animal... Uh, oh. Also, when you, if you notice, when they're doing the experiments on the monkey, the um, the black scientist has a giant afro hair. <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing that's in the 70s. So they're showing this monkey is immortal because at the beginning of <laughs> yes. the movie at the flash forward which we can now say because this is at least a 30 year old man exactly celebrating with his now however old dog right and this hundreds of years old monkey how long do monkeys live eight years eight. <laughs> I don't know, but we're 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 basically saying this monkey's at least 120 years He's old. He's really old. This is a very old monkey that can speak, has learned to speak. Can uh, only speak to certain when he wants to have people hear him. Correct? Is that he doesn't, he doesn't want to be found out. He learned how to talk human during his as long as many other languages. Yes, apparently. he can speak uh, pachyderm, dog, giraffe. Obviously, dog. Of um, course, so of course, dog. Mike, yeah, I when we were watching this movie together, I did ask you if you knew who the voice was. Did you right. figure I, out who I've, it was? I've, I didn't figure it out on my own. You read, okay. I read it, and... Um, on Reddit. So I he was actually the Reddit. first professional wrestler in the movie, Will Sasso. Do you think he got the so role true. for his his past affiliation with wrestling? I think he's a legitimate big wrestling fan. I know that's true. I mean, he's true. definitely a, a, I mean, a, a big name, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for, for, I, for what they're... I mean, for this movie, right? He's appeared in WWF, WCW, WCW. Mad TV. Right, right. He's done it all. <laughs> He's done everything you could possibly want to do. He wrestled Bret Hart. He did wrestle Bret Hart. He got double-crossed by Deborah Wilson. <gasps> I know. Spoiler alert. Oh, I'm Spoiler sorry alert. about that. That's right. Oh. Oh, I was waiting for it. <laughs> um, so, so the monkey. The so monkey. So we, we meet the monkey who's been been hanging out in this empty arena for 30 years. His, a monkey named Hunk. Hunky uh, monkey. Hunky monkey. What has he been eating this whole Bananas. time? Bananas. <laughs> God damn it. God damn the banana puns. So many banana puns. Killed me. They were killing me. I do want to do a super cut of all the banana jokes. I'm going to need to rip the audio from that. And like They say banana 16 times in this movie, which doesn't seem like a lot. I feel like it's more. It, it feels like... It's get, it's because they get less creative. <laughs> They're true. just jamming bananas in there. So one thing that I did write down, um, because the family's oh. living in this empty arena. Um, because they left San Diego, they have no home. Mm-hmm. So they're all living in this empty arena. And one thing I wrote down was that in any other situation, this is basically the plot of a horror movie. <laughs> like, th- this is Shining, basically. Like, the little kid's exploring, he's seeing something, and all of a sudden there's, like, this weird noise. 
They and and it's always like the younger kid that yeah. that, that figures that, that little blonde girl yeah. saw the monkey first. Exactly. So you think she's crazy? I'm only six. <laughs> Why don't you act your? When are you gonna grow up? I'm only six. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> I wrote down. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> In capital letters with three exclamation points. Burn. Uh, we we while we're getting introduced to the Ferraro family, we're doing quick cutbacks to Max over or not Max to a uh, Russell Russell Back Russell at, who uh, the voice of Russell is uh, the kid from the Goldbergs oh Adam. oh I didn't know that yes all right um so uh, we get we got to cut back over to Pet Utopia where we're we're seeing that uh, Russell still is pissing on people yeah uh-huh. for, why would you keep picking him up like that if you know it's gonna happen just face him the other way he's, he's gonna shit on you but he's he's got a tail it'll go down. <laughs> It's going to be messy either way. I guess. Um, and then we're kind of introduced to the two Pet Utopia employees. Uh-huh. One is, I believe it's Daryl. Yeah. What's his name? I don't know, but he was a terrible actor. I'm just he's throwing a, that out He's there. a terrible... He actually might him. be an employee. He might be a dog wrangler. <laughs> he might actually... This might be his job. Uh, and we're introduced that basically he was going to adopt... Russell, because no one else would adopt him. Because oh, he, he was going to go to the pound. And he oh, comes, not the pound. Right. And he comes with a huge certificate. I'm, okay, I'm going to give you an example. <laughs> I'm going to... Okay, you, you gave me a great spark of an idea, Mikey. If this was a movie from the 80s, they would have actually brought Russell to the pound, and there would have been a scene of showing a dog getting brought to the death machine. Yes. <laughs> and, like, think of Beethoven. Think about Beethoven yes. and the hardcore shit that Beethoven went oh through. Oh, my God, the, the science... The scientist scene in Beethoven when he squirts himself with blood and stuff, it's the most horrifying. Right. So think about that. Like any other, like if this was a movie from the 80s, they would have definitely shown that scene and then Russell runs away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That would happen. Like that would have been a plot point. But, but no. He just runs away. Drop kicks. Yes, he does his first wrestling move. His big move. The his, Russell Tussle. The Russell goddamn Tussle. Spoiler alert, that's what they name it. And I still don't like it. <laughs> um, another it should th- be the Russell drop kick. Or the, uh, yeah, the dog kick. <laughs> um, so we were getting ready. Uh, right at this point, the Ferraros, the husband and wife, I don't actually know their first names. I know, I didn't actually bother to learn them. Um, I knew them, but I quickly forgot Good them. Good job, guys. I, they weren't important enough to the film for me to have their names. And they are now calling wrestlers on the phone, trying to book them. Local wrestlers from around the area. And uh, Dieter Das Mouten. They He contacted Dieter and was trying to get him booked. But basically, John Ratzenberger's character, he bought out all the other territories in the 80s. He uh-huh. owns wrestling now. Uh, and his wrestling company is called the WUF, the Wrestlers United Woof. Federation. The or Woof. Woof. And so now they're all the wrestlers. Basically, Dieter tells them straight out, "I'm booked with Ratzenberger, and I don't want to be blacklisted." Exactly. To which the wife replies, "Blacklisted." <laughs> you know, she she sh- and she's actually running the whole show because she's telling the dad what to say. Like she should be running this entire company at this point. And then, uh, in a just a quick stroke of genius. In a way, I feel like she's done many times before. Jumps on the Craigslist personal ads and types in wrestlers, Oregon, and uh, they find their wrestlers, apparently. Apparently, just throwing that off on Craigslist will get you a lot of, a lot of talent. But I feel it, but questionable talent. <laughs> but we are skipping over the flashback scene to a time called the 80s. 
Well, that's kind of all, any, like, that kind of establishes Ratzenberger's character. He's wearing a Michael P.S. Hayes wig. Yes. Um, he's clearly modeled kind of after, like, what, like, I guess he's going for a, like, it's not technically Vince McMahon, even though he ended up buying out all the talent. The, the real reason I want to bring up the flashback is for Butts the Clown. Butts the fucking clown. <laughs> Holy shit. A clown with a giant ass. A humongous ass. And Butts the Clown takes a snapmare. And bounces. Bounces out of the ring on his ass. And, and uh, in a, yeah, a, la, a Rob Van Dam spot. Very Rob Van Dam-esque. <laughs> I actually would be surprised if that was Rob Van Dam under the makeup. That would, that would make a lot of sense. I would have preferred an atomic drop. Okay, okay. I would have right. liked that. And he does a Ted DiBiase. Yeah. I mean, you can still he can still go ass over uh, over the ropes, but you know, <laughs> ill maniac as I believe that's Italian. Yeah, Reggie. Was that the uh-huh. uh, was that the the convict wrestler? No, no, no. Uh, ill maniac is the main hero. Oh right, okay. And uh, he was former NXT signee Nick Rogers. Oh yeah, in fact, uh, never really did anything. So whatever. Who? But exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so. That's kept to the the wrestling match. Okay, well, so, so so the the reintroduction after using Craigslist, um, really fine Apple product placement where every time they're at the computer, the big Apple logo is yeah, sticking around. You got to get paid. You got to get paid. And um, we see at this point that is Russell. That all we got to do, guys. We have to just that's we have just to sell ourselves out. Throw it in there. Sponsored yep. by Skybar. That's right. <laughs> and so at this point, we see that Russell has somehow made it. All the way into the alleyway behind Ferraro's wrestling. Right. Where we're introduced to the second wrestler of the movie, the British Bulldog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this cockney British Bulldog. <laughs> who's, who's upset that uh, Russell is on his turf. I've got low blood sugar. <laughs> it sounded just like you, too. <laughs> That's heard... how I talk. When I get really, really yeah. low blood sugar, I start talking in a cockney British accent. Now, I want to know what paradise is this alley in with bulldogs <laughs> and Jack Russell Terrier puppies and monkeys. This, and wrestling. This is the best place ever. I'm moving to Portland after this podcast. <laughs> this is our last podcast, guys. I'm very sorry. Uh, and, uh, Mike, how are you going to get there? I'm Mike, going on the ride. Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't realize that he thinks he's going to Portland, Maine. He thinks that's where... Uh, yeah, it's a lot further. Portland, away. Maine. Um, so we, we get introduced to the Bulldog, uh, who is a big bully. Of course. A bully dog. A bully dog, if you will. And um, we see that Hunk has uh, basically shown up to kind of give his sage... That's the thing. He's kind of like the Mr. Miyagi of this film. Just, <laughs> yeah. uh, just A Mr. Me monkey, if you will. <laughs> yeah. You know, giving that sage advice in wisecrack and banana pun way. Because uh, <laughs> after he saves him, he goes, It's banana time. I gotta split. Ah! Uh, see, that was the most clever of all the banana puns that happened. Was just, it? Uh, just letting you know. Mm. Yes. Yes, and they only go downhill. They only go downhill. So at some point now, we're cutting back into the the first wrestling show at Ferraro's Wrestling in like 30 years. Uh, Vic Vice was one of the guys in the ring. He had a prisoner gimmick. Yeah, that guy. Um, there's nobody in the crowd. There's yeah. like... It's there's like an NCW people. show. Yep. There's like you know, there's people. there's like thirty people, but it's a hot thirty. Yeah, they're, they're really they're hot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this leads to one of my favorite back and forths between the announcers. Uh, he's back from a sabbatical at Penn State, and then Fred Willard retorts with, "I think that's State Penn." <laughs> Love Fred Willard. 
That's all, probably he did all his lines improv. I, I would he guarantee. He always does. He always does. Also, you don't want to see him. He's not wearing pants underneath the booth either. <laughs> no, he's dirty he, old man Fred Willard. Because he was arrested for that, by the way. Just yeah, that happened in the theater. You know, but very top. Pee Wee Hermaned him. <laughs> he throws Vic Vice throws the referee out of the ring. Fred Willard says, and it looks like he's been fully rehabilitated. <laughs> so then we cut back. Uh, we're well, actually we're introduced to the surfer. What's the surfer's name? Brady Malibu. Brady Malibu, bro. Surfer, swimsuit model, wrestler. What's the difference, right? Oh, there's a very big difference. Yeah, as yeah. Mr. Ferraro's trying to well, explain Well, that's him. what you get when you get your wrestlers from Craigslist. Good point. Fair we should, point. We should stop getting our wrestlers from Craigslist. We should start getting our wrestlers oh, from right? Craigslist. Um, I don't know. He wanted $300 to wrestle Vic Rice. That's a little yeah, steep. Yeah. Craigslist. I don't know what's going on in the Portland Craigslist scene. But three hundred dollars. Uh, That's BG East money. Brady Malibu. Gets it was just in there. a bestiality front. <laughs> BG bestiality. Oh jeez, deep cuts. <laughs> it, I, once the match gets going, though, it's not a bad match at all. I think they work their gimmicks well. He does a surfboard and he does a little hang ten. Oh, again, I'm gonna say right off the bat, like when we're comparing this to the other movies we've watched, uh, it blows body slams wrestling. Body slams wrestling was the worst so far. I, I'm still gonna say that Grunt tops it, mm-hmm. but this is definitely second right behind it. As far I really, as the there was some good spots in this in this movie too. Absolutely, it's and I'm, I'm almost positive most of these guys are independent wrestlers yeah. and and different you know things, so they know what they're doing. Later on in the uh, the Four Corners match, two of the guys in there are actually the Bollywood boys that are currently in the Cruiserweight Classic going huh. on right now in the NXT on the awesome. WWE Network. So, the surfer boy gets knocked out of the ring. He doesn't want to get back in there with Vic Vice. Right. And we're intercutting now to see what's going back on in the alley because for some reason, a, a nice chef comes and brings out a nice steak for Russell. A nice T-bone steak. No, no. He already brought out the T-bone steak leading to the bulldog coming the But he first brought time. another piece of meat out and dropped it in front of him right before and the bulldog came back out no, again. No, he, he got a sausage. Oh, the sausage. Sausage. All right. sausage. sausage. You're right. It was the sausage. Yep. Um... But also they're splicing in Fred Willard's asking, what have you been up the, to the last quarter century? To which his partner goes, I became a chimney sweep. <laughs> and <laughs> he pulls out the sweep. And he pulls out the sweep and he's like, you need a lot of things, like a boring tool. When an old man yells, you're a boring tool. <laughs> um, basically, Russell uh, shows off some more of his awesome moves. And does like a three sixty. This is when he runs. He gets. He's going after the. He's being chased by the, by bulldog, the bulldog, which ends up running down the stage and into the ring. And everybody's just like a dog. What? And Fred Willard was told by the kids yes. just to keep it going. No Whatever matter happens, what. just, just go just with go it. Go with it. So now the commentators are treating it as is. They're just like, let's let's. Just, now there's a dog in the ring. Let's it's see what Brady he can Malibu take on. with a dog, and. Go get the dog. The dog's kind of wiggling his way all around, and we get to finally see what Russell can do in the ring. Well, Hunk and the, the whole monkey, world gets to see as well. Hunk the monkey did drop a banana peel, causing him to slip. You're right. You're right. Which brings up another point that we said throughout this entire movie while watching it: all the heroes act like heels in this movie, and everything they 100%. do in the ring, they 100%. cheat nonstop. Which is a common theme throughout pretty much all the movies we've done so far. True. Yeah, I totally fair, agree with that. Fair. Fair. Um, this dog wins the match by uh, choking out Vic Vice. Yes. And then they take the dog in. I would not want a dog that can strangle anywhere near my children. 
That just seems dangerous. Well, to me. one of the children actually records it on her phone and uploads it to YouTube or whatever, you know, whatever. fictitious... Uh, no, 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 yes. it's YouTube. It actually YouTube? is YouTube. They All just, right. They, they don't care. They're just name right. dropping everything. That's cool. So they, she uploads it to YouTube and the dog is an instant star. It goes viral. Russell faints upon winning the match because the, the mom says he's been malnourished. He's been eating sausages and steaks. <laughs> malnourished. Also... I, he was gone maybe, what, a day from Pet Utopia? He was, home, right? he was homesick. He was getting full meals at Pet Utopia. I don't know about that. No, he was. He, he was the only dog in the kennel. Why he got he? all the food. There was only... The no, there's a there's a shot where they shut all the lights off at the end of the night, and he's all by himself with no food and nothing to eat. Well, there. stop pissing on people. Well, it was actually him and one Pomeranian, and I'm thinking, what did that bitch do? <laughs> So, at this point, Hunk reveals himself... Well, he's already revealed himself to to Russell, but he's offered to take Russell in, and now he's decided to reveal himself to the family. Now, I don't know about you guys, but watching this, the family seemed incredibly okay with the talking monkey. Totally fine with the talking monkey. And then they were still going to bring Russell to the pound. Right. They, no, they, well, they weren't going to bring him at that point because when they once Dad found out how much money he could make off of Russell. Yeah, yeah. He was like, greedy mother oh, no, no, he's going to be here on Thursday. And then yeah. the six-year-old was like, Dad, I thought you said he was going to go to the pound right. on camera, right. on microphone. He's well, like, shut up. You don't even know what nostalgic is. He's yep. like, shut up. You're only six. You called it nostalgic, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, like the, this, these people just did not even bat an eyelash over the fact that the monkey could well, talk. And they don't even break, like, obviously we mentioned before that the father was a kid when this, you know, he, 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 loved he was around too. the monkey. He was around all this stuff, and but he... he Why didn't he... Yeah, when they were in bed and they heard him initially call them, he goes, I know that voice. Right. So he he must have known the monkey. And he did. Uh, This was Peter Pan syndrome, where he then mentioned the fact, he goes, wait, I thought it was... Right. Like, no, that was just my imagination. He thought it was a figment of... Or like a... a, um, uh, An invisible friend. Yes. Yes. What do you call that? I had... um, Imaginary. Imaginary friend. friend. Yeah, no. I mean... Never had one. Yeah, no, no. no, I did. Did you really? I had a peacock. Wait, what? Wait, hold on. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We whoa. need this. Pause hold on. Podcast. Pause, pause. Pause cast. All right, I'll turn it off. Okay. What? What? You had I, a peacock. As yeah. an imaginary friend. My imaginary friend was a peacock. What was his name? Mr. Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> I do not believe this. You can ask my mom. <laughs> She'll tell you that. Like, I don't see what's so crazy about this. Mr. Peacock. Mr. Peacock. That's Did also you, Mike Pava's original wrestling name. <laughs> Did you actually see the peacock? Yes. What? <laughs> Did it talk? Well, no. It was a peacock. <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> was it like a real peacock or like a cartoon peacock? No, no. I mean, in my in my <laughs> mind, it was a real peacock. Like it was a not cartoon peacock. That'd be silly. It was just yeah, a that regular would be silly. Mr. Peacock just would like hang out with me, and we'd like. But <laughs> I don't. I've ne- I've just I've. No, I didn't know this about you. <laughs> I consider you one of my best friends, uh-huh. and I've never known this about it you. Really Does this change our friendship? <laughs> no, I just, I mean... I it explains the... your love of NBC. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the more you know. Oh, my God. Fun fact, folks. Okay, let's go back to the podcast. This is all... I, I Not to not to drag this on any further, but I will say, now this is the second time on this podcast that we've talked about peacocks since Dirk Benedict dressed, oh, was like a yeah. peacock was dressed like 
stop. stop in the That's right. Can we splice in the peacock? Call back. Splicey, splicey. Um, <laughs> okay, so moving on from my totally okay and not weird at all <laughs> imaginary friend, Mr. Peacock. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Where are we at? Okay, I'll tell you where we're at. We're <laughs> at the Russellmania song. Okay, All right. yeah, because there's nothing like an Air Bud movie without a nice montage, uh, and you got to have the Russell. There's nothing like a three-way theater without a titular song. I love titular songs. I like big titular songs. Of course you do. <laughs> so, Jake, why don't you hit us with your bomb here? Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. Russellmania. Gonna be the champion, internet sensation, WrestleMania. Working out to the bone. Work it, now feel it, now work it to the bone. Uh. Russell's got muscle that are hard as stone. Uh. Gonna be the dog on top, training hard, and he won't stop. Uh-uh. Tell everyone now, write that blog. He won't be beat, he's one hard dog. Russellmania. <laughs> you can make it, just don't fake it. Show your true grit, but put all put it all on the line. Let nothing stop you. Think what you do. Chance of a lifetime. Russellmania. Fun fact, this song was performed by Shanana. <laughs> that is uh, that is not true. Not true. Not if true. we could get Shanana to do this song, that would be amazing. Uh, live version. Yeah. And American Way. Ah, <laughs> oh, we need to get a band that can just redo all these songs for us. Uh, chin um, strap. Pass. But so during this montage, we get to see the training of Russell Hunk helping him out. Also, Hunk sleeping with the kids in bed, which I found to be very yeah. uncomfortable because again, we've established at this point he's like a seventy-year-old monkey. At well, this point. yeah. Also, Hunk has has taken over the role of trainer. Yes, uh, and I guess manager. For yep. for uh, because Max, Max was like, "Will you train me too?" Well, he was right. the manager for Maximiliano too. And yeah. can you guess and what he wants to get paid for uh, his? Uh, oh, his uh, services? Let, let me guess. Bananas. That's bananas, right. Bananas and some banana popsicles, and he is happy. Oh God damn it! Which you feel at this point, like Hunk's really kind of taking advantage of Russell. Because Russell doesn't want those things. No, he doesn't care anything about He bananas. just wants a family. Yeah, remember he goes, you have to negotiate for a family? And Hunk goes, technically no, but everything's a negotiation. So Hunk's kind of a piece of shit, he right? Is absolutely he's a is. swindler. He's a swindler. A, a David Schwimmler. Yeah, she's a swindler. He's on a bicycle. <laughs> Schwin bicycle. Mm. Um, after this entire montage, we get to see... Kind of um, another wrestling scene. Another wrestling scene. We have a four corners match featuring a mummy, a pirate, a, a, a random indie guy, and a caveman. Yes. Now, um, again, I mean the wrestling is is wrestling. It's okay. It's not bad. I'm more interested during the weird like clear cuts to like CGI dogs, and <laughs> like. <laughs> It's just, it's all very bizarre to watch a wrestling dog. Like uh, I was also more bothered when the turnbuckles would interchangeably yes. Yes. switch between a turnbuckle and a springboard and a for springboard the dog. That, that I believe the real dog was standing on yes. for a moment. So yes, they, had, they had that on there, and then when it came to get make the quick cut, it was back to a uh, turnbuckle. turnbuckle. Really I appreciated it. turnbuckles, by the way. I appreciated it for them just not trying. Like, I just said, like, yeah. just, just accept it for what it is. Yeah. 
Like, so respect. It's like wrestling. It's just um, your belief. We then get to meet Birdie the Building Inspector. Yeah, because they are within one payment of making a profit, and then they can sell that building, but they just broke even. And then Birdie shows up because he refuses to sell Russell to John Ratzenberger. So do we... Th- I mean, I, this is pretty clear, but I just want to get your... John, yes, John Ratzenberger called... called the building inspector? Yeah, there's zero question. So here's that. the thing. Then is John Ratzenberger the hero of this movie? Because that building was severely out of control. She was the worst. No, she, she was, was right. right about everything. She was right. However, she, was, but she should not have been setting everything off. No, no. Right. That I, so nobody's right, but she's definitely not wrong in shutting the building down. She was electrocuted. She was slimed. She blasted herself in the face with a fire extinguisher. They now need to... And then once he has to sign everything over to John Ratzenberger in order to pay, he signs with him. Well, they, So he has to make a deal with the Blindly. devil. Because there's no way that you can he can bring the building up the code without selling out. Exactly. So Hunk is warning him. Um, although, again, I feel like Hunk's doing it in his own self-interest, not for the good of the family. But Hunk's not wrong either. No. That Ratzenberger is clearly going to screw them over at some point. It's all about the bananas, baby. Uh, <laughs> it's all about the bananas. He's not monkeying around either. So, the evil alliance is is basically set in stone. Yeah. And Ratzenberger already has a huge marketing line push ready for it. He's got yeah. action figures. He's got toys. And we get to see, um, what, we get to see the next montage of, of action? Well, they fix up the house, or they fix up the building, rather. Building slash house, because they live in yeah. it. They, uh, the building inspector um, blasts the fire extinguisher and then hangs it back on the wall. That needs to be replaced. Once you pull that pin, you need to replace the fire <laughs> Which extinguisher. Which is why I say she's the worst. Okay. I, I, well, she's the worst, but she's also, like, I mean, she was right. She was right. Sure, the build, but the building's been abandoned for 30 years. Of course there's going to be stuff wrong with no, it. No, but she got electrocuted very badly just from flipping the light switch and then got completely slammed from the sprinkler system, which didn't go off. Very dangerous. She was I standing in that. a bucket of water when she turned <laughs> the electric on. Very okay? much like Problem Child. Yes. And she got electric powers like Ernest, and uh, Ernest goes to jail. Uh, but... Cut to the montage. He's on the road. Yeah, so so um, Mr. Ferraro and Hunk go with Russell. The kids and the wife stays behind because they have to live their life. And we, well, they're on tour, guys. Well, they're on tour. But And everyone wants something for them to be home for. The son, his birthday. The daughter, Easter, because uh, she wants Russell to help her find Easter eggs. Uh, cheating. And <laughs> then... The, the wife wants to celebrate the anniversary, which is coming up. And um, the kids, although during the montage, because they're all like on the iPad saying, hey, hi, yeah, they're FaceTiming. The and then the best birthday I've ever seen in the wrestling ring. They're all wearing sumo suits, having the time of their life. And they, they got cardboard cutouts. Of, of, of the dad, of yeah. Russell, and the monkey. And they're having the best time the ever. The best time I've ever seen. More fun than I've ever seen in my life. They get to the airport after their tour, and those kids immediately turn the dime and start acting like dicks. Immediate immediate attitudes, even though they had how quickly we forget. Yeah. How, <laughs> like, are you the kidding The only me? person with any right is the mom, is the wife, the mom, whatever you want to call her. It's her anniversary. It's, he actually uh-huh. returns on their anniversary. She's She has a nice uh, dinner set up in the ring. In the ring. Candlelit dinner. 
But Ratzenberger is saying you got to do the business. You need to come with they us. They had to do a signing, and it went long. Guys, but, guys, guys, real quick. Yeah. We're forgetting about the costume montage. How does the dog we do a signing, skipped over though? the con. Well, with his paw. paw. Put a little- Actually, that's genius. Yeah. Paw. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the costume montage. The costume montage, well, that was kind of in the first montage where he- They wanted him- They dressed him up like a bee. Oh, yeah. They dressed him up like a dinosaur. I'm just a sucker for costume. Think montages. of every co- think of Pretty Woman. Think of every montage ever right where that's no. no yeah just like every single uh-huh. costume montage. And actually, I did love the costumes in this movie because they had a very retro feel. The monkey very had carnival. a million costumes. Yeah, you know, yeah. very like old school carnival carny uh-huh. type of outfits. I liked them. I definitely liked the costume costume design work in this movie. So he wrestles his matches. He's going up for the... Um, well, okay. After being so regretful of being late for the for the anniversary dinner, he says, I'll retire once we win the belt. We'll go out on top. That is bullshit. He's going to win the title and then retire? That is total... That's bogus. Well, at least he won't like keep the title for six years while being presumed dead. And while being decapitated. <laughs> um... So we finally meet the hammer. And I had been waiting for the hammer to show up in this movie because now we're about an hour into the movie. Like, it's only an hour and a half. Hammer down. And the hammer who's played by? John, John Morrison, Morrison. Johnny Mundo, John Hannigan, whatever you want to call him. Now we meet them at a weigh-in. Yes. Where Russell weighs in at 25 pounds. He was the runt of the litter. He he was the smallest of all the dogs. There's no way he's 25 pounds. A Jack Russell Terrier weighs between 14 and 18 pounds. Ha! Not a chance. He's taking steroids. Not a chance uh, he weighs 25 pounds. He's on the juice, now, brother. Now, is he on the juice back in Pet Utopia? Or he's he? on the juice. Now, Felix the Hammer Monroe weighs 255 pounds. John Morrison weighs 211 pounds. <laughs> So well, everyone, all these gimmick well, weights. They yeah. had to make the joke because he had to be ten, ten times, times larger than his opponent. Right, right, right. Uh, by the way, um, they completely changed the rules of wrestling for this yes. dog. Yeah, uh, the dog gets to pin people by standing on their backs. Well, no, they're well, no. They're, they're knocking him out. He's yeah, knocked that was out. The sleeper That's TK. Oh, yeah, That's that with, where the guy looks like he's making his own three count. <laughs> yes, I've... right. But but like at least we can say that he was knocked out. It wasn't a pin. Mm-hmm. He pins the mummy. After yeah. spinning him, drop kicking him, and standing on top of him, Actually, that was a normal. Actually, the first thing. pinfall that Jack Russell got was against the Mongoloid. Oh, the, you know, there was also a smart mark in the crowd with a "Go Mongol" sign. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Mongoloid McMichael. It's his favorite of the Horsemen. <laughs> and we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Hammer Down song. I love, which again is a ripoff of AC/DC. Thunderstruck. hundred percent. Hammer Down. <laughs> Um, oh, it was terrible. Um, Morrison flat out refuses to job, which is really the behind-the-curtain moment right. of this movie. But because then, the Ferraros are treating this all like a shoot. But then uh, John Ratzenberger writes him a bigger check, and Hunk sees that happening. And he tries to warn them, but he's trying to fix it in his favor. It's not right. like he's going to get hurt. He's going to win the belt. So what does he care? Hunk's just a piece of shit, is what I'm trying to get at. Ring announcer Joseph Gordon-Levitt announced both guys <laughs> coming to the ring. I love Joey Gordon-Levitt. 
Um, was this was this when um, Russell had the good music or the awful music? This was like his rap music. He yeah, came this out was terrible. because this was in the WUF arena, uh-huh. and it was like super overproduced. Although yeah. I did love the entrance way; that was pretty awesome. It looked fantastic, but it was definitely the weird rap music. Like this was corporate Russell. Uh-huh. This was like Stone Cold when he was Russell. in the Alliance. This okay. was, yeah, this was corporate Russell. Yeah, where like he's sold his soul right. to be with Ratzenberger's group. Uh, the Ferraros don't realize this, except for Hunk, who's trying to, again, play it in his own favor. Um, the match itself, um, Russell kind of kicks the shit out of Morrison. Beats up, ties his feet together. Until. Until he's down on the mat. And Russell is just showboating. Yeah, he didn't go for the pin when we were all saying, <laughs> go for the pin, Russell, go for the pin. But he wasn't. He was just jumping up and down <laughs> like a dog. And then we go ahead and he pulls out the, the dog, dog whistle. whistle. That's right. The ultimate heel move. I'm going to play it, it right now for everybody. Dogs everywhere going yep, insane. Yep, the dogs barking like All crazy. our dogs Daisy that listen to this Loomis podcast. Uh, we have a very dog-friendly uh, uh, demographic. We do. We have so a big we, dog market here. Yes. Here on the Petco Podcast That's on like, Hoobazoo.com. We're sponsored by Pet Utopia. <laughs> so, uh... Real heel move there, which is really... Uh, I feel like Russell's finally getting his just desserts because he was a heel this entire movie. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And uh, So Russell gets his first defeat. Yes. He loses the... He doesn't get the title. Right. And uh, initially, Ratzenberg is very upset, but John Morrison explains, hey, now we can do a rematch. And John Ratzenberg is like, yeah, we can charge the sponsors twice as much. Who would pay to see a rematch? You just beat him in the initial match. No rematch needs to happen. Clearly the WWE bookers were uh, telling well, the yeah. story. He has his rematch clause. And um, after that, they try to take Russell home, take him away from all of this. And Ratzenberger stops him. Oh no, you think that's your dog. That's our dog. And he takes the dog. Right. And this is also when the kid, young Ferraro... Uh, basically learns, uh, Max learns that wrestling's fake. Yes. Um, which, again, you're working behind the scenes in a wrestling promotion. Your father and your grandfather have been in the business He didn't for, smarten them up. Well, I don't know. The girl, I feel like the daughter knew. <laughs> she did. She did know. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Ratzenberger, the WUF, they own Russell. And you know what? That's how it should be. Russell belongs in the WUF. It's called the WUF. But while, and I actually just looked, it's actually Derek from Pet Utopia. Derek from Pet he Utopia. He was watching yeah, the match. Yeah, you said Daryl. That's I, very racist. Why is that? It was a D name. What if I said his name was Dennis? That's not racist. Dennis is not racist. Why is that? Da- Never mind. I'm not going to get into this with you. Oh, by the way, I, I started a, uh, a stopwatch. The amount of time between ja- Russell being taken away from them... It was six minutes and fourteen seconds that they were separated from the family. <laughs> that's all this. That's all this whole movie could handle. Six minutes. This dog is away from the family. So hey, that's a long time in an hour and a half movie for a dog. It's like two years. <laughs> I actually don't know what to think about. I just. I'm, I never, anyway, so. So dogs age like the movie Jack. (laughs) That's our next movie. We did Russell. Now we're doing Jack. And then I can't wait to do Terrier. (laughs) And, you know, during those six minutes, uh, Derek from Pet Utopia shows up at the Ferraro compound, basically revealing that he adopted Russell. And he brought his giant certificate. Hey, guy. He pulls it out, rolls it out, unfurls, unfurls it. it. Which makes oh. the contract now null and void. Well, because, so now, but while <laughs> this is going on, and now the Ferraros are planning on going back with their giant, comically oversized adoption agreement, uh-huh. um, Hunk and Max have decided to go break out 
Russell on their own. Yeah, they did not confer with the parents. Terrible move. Hunk finally reveals what a piece of shit that he is, and he <laughs> hugs Max. Aw. After not hugging he the entire to movie. Touch. He's like, no touching. Yep. He's like in Arrested Development over here. No touching. <laughs> no touching. And, and then he goes and finally gives him the embraced hug, uh-huh. even though he's been sleeping in his goddamn bed at night. Right. Like, he's like, only cuddling, no hugging. Um, so the kids go, the kid and the monkey go for their own breakout heist. Then they break him out. Very easily. Yes. Using a banana as a gun. God damn it. <laughs> uh, making it look like his shadow on the wall, that the monkey was bigger than what he really was. Yeah, Which now, is the trick that he did at the beginning of the movie with right. the, uh, the British Bulldog. Yeah, which but now, totally looked real and not like a puppet. Not like a puppet at all. Yeah, but now it kind of looked like Uncle Frank in the shower in uh, <laughs> Home Alone 2, Lost yep. in New York, yep. when he was using the uh, the blow-up puppet in the shower. Yes, yes. That monkey at times really creeped me out in this movie. Like, you said that a couple times yeah. during what we were watching. Some close-up but, shots really reminded me of the, uh, the the werewolf people like that you see. Yeah, uh, in uh, the Mexican villages. Yeah, they, they have hair all over their face. Uh. Yeah, but, now, but it was so cute. Now he's going to write a book, 101 Things to Do with a Banana. Ugh. Ugh. So annoying. Okay, so John Ratzenberger tries to stop them, shows them the adoption papers. Derek shows up, goes, wait, look at this! And his lawyer goes, there's nothing we can do. The contract's (laughs) null and void. (laughs) Just glancing at it for a half a second. Vague adoption papers. No, this is totally legit. (laughs) This will hold up in any court of law, including pet court. Now... John Ratzenberger claims that he now owns, he still owns the arena. Right, that is true. So but he never turned a profit, so he had no right to sell the arena. That's he very true. He legally could not sell that arena, so there's no way John Ratzenberger can own it. But luckily, the parents are kind of idiots. So they, they feel like, okay, fine, take the arena, we don't care. But nope, Max says no way. I'll put Russell's whole life on the line against <laughs> <Yeah>. the arena. <laughs> yeah, like man, unnecessarily like putting this everything on the line. I He also put his 6-year-old sister on the line. The son was the, I mean, he was planning on selling the arena at the beginning of the movie anyway. Why give up the dog? Very that's that's an awesome point. Good point, Lumberjake. So, this brings us to the epic grudge match, the main event. Um, which a tag team match for some reason. Which, again, the one thing I will say, which this kind of bothers me about Body Slam, is that they do treat these shows like one-match shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that we did point out with Grunt was that we love the preliminary bouts. Yeah, they had several matches before like, the main events. It's like everybody's just showing up for this one match. Right. <laughs> also, I'd love to know what their promotion is like, because they immediately packed in the Ferraro Arena. Well, once once the dog became viral, everyone was going to see the, the wrestling dog. A lot of our wrestlers are viral. No, yeah, they have viruses. At the beginning of the movie, the son had to bribe his fellow classmates with hot dogs in order to show up. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, hey, you guys want free hot dogs? They're like, yeah, okay, alright. All that right. was one subplot I'm kind of glad they didn't expand upon. Like, I had thought that these were going to be his new best pals. No, they just and, showed up for free hot dogs at the wrestling show. Yeah, and then they're just used as extras sitting in the crowd for the rest of the movie, which I'm actually thrilled with. And... Um, like I had really expectations that this was going to be Max learning his to to get new friends and everything else, then having to choose between his new friends and the dog, which I thought was going to be a subplot of the movie. So I'm kind of glad that that never yeah never happened. happened. That would have been too sad for this movie. Yeah, we can't have that happen. You can't have the kids be sad. But you know what? You can have the kids get suplexed. <laughs> That's true. Good point. 
So while this is going on, they set it up to be a grudge tag team match in some way. For some reason. For some reason. I think they just wanted to bring Dieter out, which I get. Yeah. Although I feel like in that case, you should have made John Morrison Dieter. Like, yeah. that would have made more sense to me. No, he was Felix the Hammer Monroe. Which, again, I love. <laughs> and so it's it's Dieter and Felix versus what's going to be Russell and the dad. Right. The dad is getting ready. He's getting into gear. <laughs> the dad, whatever his name may be. Mr. Ferraro. Yes. Mr. Ferraro was going to get in there and he was going to do his business. And he's like, I'm going to go in there. i got to show Max that I can do this. And all while this is going on, Max just puts on his own wrestling gear and goes out for the match. Because uh, at least Max been has been training. training. He's been training too, right. But it's like, it's just, no one knows that the match is going on. The heels have already gone out there. Like, he's getting the back, getting ready. And everybody's like, let's just go out there. Like, what? Very much so. He's like, oh, I think it sounds like the match starts. The mom and Mr. Ferraro run out there. And she runs in the ring and starts hitting him with a purse like Ruth Buzzy during a <laughs> Dean Martin Friars Club roast. Listen, he's no Ruth Buzzy she here. Starts no whacking away. <laughs> um, the match, again, they're wrestling like heels. The kid and this the dog. Kid, he pokes him in the eyes. He rips out his nose hair. He, oh, God, that part. He ball yeah, shots the, the him. The nose hair really grows And out. gives him an atomic wedgie. Yep. The nose hair was disgusting and horrible, and I hated it so much. It really <laughs> freaked me out. <laughs> and it was very, like, overdone. Yes. But it was still, you, you got the effect. Uh, was it CGI nose hair, or was that real? Like, that was, was that CGI that nose was hair. CGI nose hair. So his they nose, couldn't even get the fake prop. His nose hair was like a, a Tootsie Roll thick. Oh, <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> oh, man. So um, the dog gets tagged in. Uh, after the atomic wedgie, yes, gets tagged tagged in against Mon uh, Felix the Hammer Monroe. They do a drop down leap dog. Uh, leap, drop dog. Down. <laughs> leap dog. Leap <laughs> dog. But then, of course, John Morrison, ever the heel, oh yeah, uh -huh. busts out the dog whistle and down goes. Now I don't want to wishbone. <laughs> I don't want to say I called it, boys. But while we were watching you this... You definitely called it. It all, like, to me, total setup. Because all along... The Watchtower. <laughs> uh, Russell had earplugs in. He had earbuds in. And in oh, earbud! <laughs> oh, earbud! Oh, man! <laughs> Finally! Oh, man. Next week. <laughs> Here on the Airbud Podcast, we'll be going through all the Airbud movies. In the Snow Buddy movies. So Mar Morrison thinks he's got him down. Pass. Goes up the top for Starship Pain. Yep. In a brilliant spot. He's got his back to to, uh, to Russell. Yep. But Russell also has his back to Morrison, so he can't see him coming. And but so the kid is giving him a countdown. That's right. Five, four, four three, two, two, one. Rolls in. Brilliant move. This dog knows how to work. Thank God their dog was trained properly. Good thing he rolled in. I've seen I've seen a couple of bad instances when they've yeah, rolled I out. I saw one dog, Dog Juan DeSanto, <laughs> in this big moonsault. <laughs> You've been holding on to that one? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Baby ain't nothing but mammals. <laughs> well, it is a mammal to dog. Perfect. So, the, the, the Russell and Max win. They are now able to... to They're now... Uh, did they win a belt there? I don't think they were the tag... I don't. Were they tag team champions? John Morrison was announced as heavyweight champion and an intercontinental champion, so I'm not sure. 
I don't feel like a belt was involved in the tag it match. It was just about bragging rights. But they did have a belt at I'm the very beginning of the movie. I'm just happy that the dog had a belt. The dog had a tiny little dog belt. At the belt very beginning of the movie. In the adult in the version of uh, yes. Maximiliano Jr. Uh-huh. Even though he's junior, despite junior. being named after he's his great-grandfather. So he's a third. But no, the, another, the other ones are not he would named be a, Max. That's true. I don't think the dad's named Max. No, the dad said... The rather the son said, "Why did you name me Max?" And the dad said, "Because people named Max are always the best people to have in your corner." Aww, <laughs> uh, real like they're celebrating. And before we jump ahead thirty years, I will say that I love the moment of uh, Johnny Mundo basically getting his soul back by yes. tossing Ratzenberger yep. over the top out of the rope. ring and taking a tremendous bump out of the ring. And the referee going, "You're out of there." So, like, even though it wasn't for a title, like, there was a lot on the line. No, John Ratzenberger was supposed to be the Vince McMahon character, but if you ask me, he looked more like Doc Hendricks. And I feel like he was playing in the 80s like a Michael P.S. Hayes. Yes. Like, I'd say the outfit, the hair. So, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, a contemporary where it was a wrestler turned promoter that, like, because that doesn't exist now. Vince is the only dog in town. I guess dog in town. Uh, (laughs) A Fritz von Erich. Yeah, Fritz the dog von Erich. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, Jack Jarrett. I guess the Jarretts. Okay, okay. The Jarretts. Mad Dog Uh Vachon. I like that. I like that a lot. So, you know, the celebration. I gotcha, gotcha. The the celebration transition again to 30 years in the future where we started the movie. It all loops around to the beginning Mm -hmm. where we see that the 120 year old monkey. Still, still alive. alive, and dad's in the ring. Um, I don't know if we saw the mom and daughter again. No, they know. passed car accident. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, that's, a, if, if it, it was, was an eighties movie, that would have happened. <laughs> it absolutely would have happened. And it would John Ratzenberger would have cut their brakes, and it would have been a, the dad reconnecting with his son after losing his wife and yes. daughter, and that would have been a tremendous eighties movie. I would love that movie. <laughs> well, boys, are we going to be wrapping up here? All right, guys. So but uh, before we go, I don't want to go yet. No, no. Do we? I mean, I mean, do we have any final thoughts here? Well, ha, ha, let's let's do this. I love let's Russell do this. Madness. What what have we learned from this movie? Um, that you're. Uh, <laughs> you can start. Uh, Lumberjake. Um, never let a monkey sign your contracts. All right. Uh. I've learned that the best tag team is family. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I was going to say. And I've also learned that uh, monkeys are great at tea parties. Yes. All, all yeah. the monkey tea party where the monkey had a dress on and so did the action figure of the maniac. Um, I'll tell you what I learned. Um, I think when we started this podcast, I didn't know really what to accept, expect because I've seen a few wrestling movies but I, I mean there's a lot out there there's a lot that I had no idea about and I can honestly say that when we decided to do this I didn't think we'd be watching a movie about a wrestling dog <laughs> and I also wouldn't expect to say that I really fucking liked this wrestling dog I love dog this movie, movie so much with again great soundtrack two paws up uh, good, <laughs> good supporting cast and um, some good wrestling absolutely good wrestling I don't know. I'm, I was pleasantly surprised. So, so far, I think uh, Body Slam would still be the bottom. Oh, absolutely. Of our of our favorite list. Absolutely. Well, what do we think about next time? Well, we'll see I if we think, can keep it up. Well, here's a little riddle for you. Okay. All right. I like riddles. What do Jimmy Olsen? 
from The New Adventures of Lois and Clark. Oh, I love that guy. The Oldest Son from Home Improvement, Cousin Cody from Step by Step, Lake Bell, Zeus, A Lot of Vagina, Jay Peterman, Alice from The Critic, Don is Dad from That 70s Show, and the short-haired chick from VIP have in common. I watch them all Monday through Friday on TV. That and the movie Slammed. All right. Well, I'm excited for that. So Slammed will be our next podcast. But uh, this was fun. This was fun. I'd like to thank you for listening. Be sure to catch us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Podomatic, Podomatic, Hoobazoo.com, thanks to the booth. Check us out every Sunday at 11 p.m. And Craigslist, where we're looking for wrestlers. Yes, as always. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjake. And I'm JC. And this has been... The The Three-Way Theater.